Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show, episode 165. Today, I'm going to be teaching you how to lead the less motivated people that are on your team. So look, if you've got a team of any size, whether that be 10, 100, 10,000, here's what you've probably figured out by now. You're going to have different people of different levels of motivation and commitment on that team. And where this gets a little frustrating is eventually we find out the inconvenient truth that the vast majority of people that are on our team are never going to be as committed or as serious or as motivated as we are. It's only going to be a small percentage. So the question remains, which is this. As a leader, what can we do to try to help motivate the ones that are less inclined to be motivated on their own? What can we do? What can we institute as a leader to try to motivate more people? And this is one of the age-old questions of leadership, of our profession. And I'm gonna hopefully give you some insight and and, an answer and a strategy specifically. I'm gonna share with you a specific strategy that I used to implement in my business that we teach to our students that I promise you will help you dramatically in the area of motivating your team. So the inspiration for this episode actually came from a coaching session that we did inside of my advanced level leadership program, Next Level Leadership. One of our students, Tammy, asked a question and presented a situation she was dealing with in her business that I thought was a really good and important topic. So um, I wanted to share my answer with you here on the podcast. But let me give you kind of the context for the discussion. So inside our program, Tammy, basically what she shared was that they implemented a new system on their team for tracking and reporting activity numbers. So like the income producing activities, they never really had a system for doing that before. They didn't have any sort of guideline for like, if you want to be successful, you should be doing this minimum amount of stuff. Her problem or really why she was asking the question was the challenge was this, is what they were asking people to do was really accelerated based off of what she believed most people were doing. So I'll give you a good example of what I'm talking about. She estimated that with the leaders on her team that she had worked with in the past, that most of them were probably reaching out to maybe 10 new people per week. Like that was some sort of a minimum expected thing that she saw, or that was at least like on average what the people on her team were doing. And they instituted a system that, that she actually called the 551 system, where they were recommending that people reach out to five new people per day. So this was a pretty drastic jump in what they're recommending in terms of activity, going from like 10 to per week, which some of her leaders were doing on average, to now she's asking them and challenging them and recommending they do two to three times that per week. And here's where the problem came up is people were having a hard time keeping up with the new system. They were having a hard time actually executing it, putting in that level of work and activity. And so her question was, how do I deal with this? Right? How do I deal with the people on my team? Because she said, I do have some people 
that are loving the new direction and the system and the guidelines that were guidance we're giving them and they're crushing it. But that's only a very small portion of my team. There's a lot of other people that are starting to complain because they're saying, you know, either I can't do this, I don't have enough time, or this is just too much. She's just like, what do I do? The other important thing to understand about the Tammy's specific situation is she's in a company where this is a big culture shift for her team. She's in a company that's like very mission driven. They're very like there's a cause that's associated with their products and the work that they do. And that mission or that cause is a big reason why people join. But the problem is this, because they're such a purpose-driven, mission-driven company, and a lot of emphasis gets put on that in terms of the messaging and the focus, this shift to more of a business mindset was a really difficult one for people. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later, but this simple idea of just tracking numbers and activity is something that most people on her team had never done before. And now, by the way, this is the problem, quite frankly, that most of you probably have you know, you listen to my podcast, you know, I talk a lot about what we call the hobbyist role. If you're struggling in your network marketing business, it's most likely because you're a hobbyist, because you're treating your business more like a hobby than you are a business. And a big sign, telltale sign that you're a hobbyist is you don't track your numbers. You don't know what level of personal activity is necessary for you to reach the goals that you have. So anyway, so this was a major shift for Tammy and she was running into a couple of speed bumps, which wasn't surprising for me to hear. So I'm going to share with you the advice that I gave her. And any of you that have ever dealt with anything in this area, this is going to be important advice for you as well. The first piece of advice and really thing I wanted to highlight to her and I'll share with you is this. This is a very important shift that you need to make. Look, you have to recognize that the vast majority of people that are on your team, they are hobbyists. They are not thinking and acting like a business owner. They are treating their business like a hobby. And that's the reason why their business isn't paying them, but they don't understand that. They're just frustrated not knowing why things are not working for them. So the simple act of introducing this idea of teaching people to begin to monitor and track their personal activity numbers. So like, what are you actually doing? Like starting to be responsible. And hold yourself accountable in this area. This is such a huge step to actually starting to act like a business owner. Look, if you're not tracking your activity numbers right now, I'm just going to tell you, your chances of reaching your goals are very slim because you have no idea what it actually takes. Look, the, the biggest mistake that a lot of hobbyists make is they vastly underestimate how hard they have to, or how much they have to work. I shouldn't say how hard because success is not necessarily a function of working hard. It's a function of working smart. You certainly have to work hard at times, but it's really a matter of going through the numbers. If there's a volume of people you're going to have to share your products and business with. And if you're not tracking those numbers, you have no sense of what that is. But here's the other problem. If you're not tracking your personal activity numbers, it's very easy to hide. It's very easy for you to, to blame others. Like if you're not holding yourself accountable, knowing that I've got to talk to this many people per week, if I want to reach my goal, if you're not doing that and you're not reaching your goal, it's very easy for you to shift blame to other people for your lack of results. See, here's what you have to do as a leader. You've got to get people to understand that there is a direct correlation by 
the level of activity, the amount of people you expose to your business and products to, to your actual results. And most people in this profession, most hobbyists are completely clueless when it comes to this. Here's what their thought process is. And and, and they don't consciously, I think, know this, but this is really their mentality. I'm going to do this. I'm going to join, but I'm going to put in a minimum amount of effort and I'm going to hope and expect for maximum results. Their expectations are so off. And what winds up happening is most hobbyists, they focus most of their time on things that ultimately are not going to help them be successful or develop themselves as a leader, right? And those are what we call the passive action side of things, getting ready to get ready, watching videos, training, getting prepared, surfing social media. It's so easy for the hobbyist to be busy all the time, but never get anything done. Now, for this particular company, Tammy's company, this was an even bigger problem in my mind because the mission and the message around the mission was so, so predominant in their culture. It's very easy. And, I, and I've recommended this to her and some other leaders in her company that are in our program that it's very easy for people to lose sight of the underlying importance of actually running a business. And here's one of the ways that I recommended she tie these two things together. And if you're in a company that has a very strong message around a cause or a mission, like you're trying to change the world in a specific area through your products or business, and I know there's a lot, of, there's a lot more those types of companies in our profession today. And I, those are the types of companies that I love because that's the work that we do. There's a mission behind our work. But if you're in a company like that, understand this is a problem that you're going to come up against. Here's the bridge that ties these two things together. It's getting people to understand if you're really passionate about the mission and the cause and you want to change people's lives and you want to make a difference in this area, you want to know the number one way you make a difference. It's not talking about it to people. It's by going out and becoming massively successful and build a humongous team that changes a lot of people's lives. That's the way you further the message. You can talk about it all day long, but guess what? There's only one you. There's only so many people that are going to hear you say it. But if you can develop the business skills, the leadership skills to go out and grow a team and build a massive business by default, your business is going to spread the message. You'll get way more done through the masses in that area. So isn't that a win-win, right? You create financial freedom and security for your family, and in the process, you change the world through spreading the message of your company. See, I find if you can get people to understand that connection, it really helps them embrace the identity of being a business owner. When, they, when there's alignment between something that they're passionate about, which is a cause or a mission, And they can see that how if they can increase their skills and knowledge and ability in this area of business, that they can accomplish those two things, they feel better about going out and building the business because now it's something that's meaningful to them. But by the way, none of that's going to ever happen if they stay in the hobbyist role. Now, the other thing was this that's worth mentioning. Tammy also mentioned that one of the reasons why... She, they, she instituted this new system of simple system for tracking numbers is she had a couple of leaders leave her team, a couple of big leaders. And when they were leaving, one of the reasons why they said they were leaving is because it was, they felt it was overwhelming for their team because there was so much for people to learn around this concept of the mission and the education and the work that they were doing that some of these leaders felt as though they, people were getting overwhelmed. And look, That may or may not be true, but I think it's a fair point to point out that 
your job as a leader is to be able to wade through all the information and stuff that's going to be made available to your team. And you've got to create the positive boundaries to get people focused on if you want to be successful and build a business, here's the most important things to focus on. So I love the fact that Tammy was doing this. And by the way, this is like an example of one of the things we do all the time in our Next Level Leadership Program. Like we really help leaders that have created a level of success but are stuck that are looking to go to that next level, right? Scale from six to multiple six figures. Go from multiple six figures to seven figures. Or maybe you're a leader that just hasn't been able to break through that six-figure mark or you want to help other people on your team hit six figures and have the success that you've had. Look, there's a, a whole different set of challenges and problems you must solve. And this is the entire reason why we created that program. But that's this is one of the examples. That was my first point, is that, Tammy, you're on the right track. This is a great thing that you're doing. Here's the second main point that I want to make in this area. It's so important while you're doing that. You've got to be mindful. You want to give people direction, but you've got to create a culture on your team where people of all levels of commitment feel welcome. This is an advanced leadership topic that it took me a long time to learn that if you can learn now sooner in your business, I'm telling you, it will save you so much time and frustration. Here's the balance that you have to find when you're rolling out something like this to their team. So Tammy was calling this the 551 system. They're basically like five reach outs per day, five follow-ups. I mean, it was a, it's a, for most people, that's a very high level of activity because most people are not doing anywhere near that most hobbyists. But here's the balance you have to find. Understanding the reality of your business, which I promise you is no different than any other person's businesses in this, in this profession. You don't have any more than 10% of the people on your team actively working and committed to their business on a daily basis. I don't care how big your team is. You're lucky if you've got 10. If you have a smaller team, maybe you've got 20%, but 10% at best, people actually doing the work. So here's the danger if you understand that. Rolling out a system like this where you're asking people to take this jump in personal activity is you make the majority of the people on your team feel like they can no longer be successful in the business because they can't put out that level of output. Because here's the reality. Most hobbyists and, and most people on your team, they've got limited time, right? They struggle with fear and overwhelm. They have a hard time emotionally and psychologically taking action. They've not gone through the training that a lot of you have in terms of mastering your mindset and working on that area. They're not just taking action. They're inconsistent. They struggle with time management. And quite frankly, a lot of them just don't have big goals and dreams right now. They're just wanting to make a little bit of extra money. So, you know, they're going to put in a level of effort that's commensurate with their goals. But this is the reality of what you're facing for the majority of the people on your team. And here's the other thing I want you to understand. Like for you as a leader, you might be like, but Bob, I mean, it's five people. Like, how long does it really take for somebody to just send five messages a day? But here's what you're not getting. It's a lot more than just sending five messages a day. Like, do you understand the emotional and the psychological process that people have to go through? They've got, I mean, literally, they're psyching themselves up and working through all these negative thoughts and limiting beliefs and stories. Like, they take 10 times longer just getting ready to send the message than they actually do sending the message. So there's all this preparation and emotional experience of having to go through all this stuff just 
to get them to do that. So it is a lot more than just sending five messages and that takes its toll for most people. So here's your job as a leader. Find a way to message the system so that people don't feel like they're less than or not able to be successful if they can't execute that level of activity. So think of it like this. You almost want to present your system like, hey, look, this is an option for those of you that are the most serious and most committed. But at the same time, we want you to know that we celebrate you for whatever your goals are and that if you can't do this, you can still be successful, right? As long as you're willing to do at a minimum this. And I'll get to that in a second here. But when we talk about culture, here's what you got to do. Like that, what I just said to you, that messaging, that's me trying to create a culture where everyone feels welcome and appreciated. And I'm telling you, this is a critical component for retention and long-term sustainable growth. Yes, I get it. The 5 to 10% are going to drive 80 to 90% of your results are going to come through 5 to 10% of people. Here's what you have to realize. Those 5 to 10% of your best people, they're going to change over time. Some of the 80 to 90% less committed, the circumstances of their life will change and they'll become one of the 5 to 10% at some point. So we want to keep them around as long as possible, right? We want to encourage them and recognize them and celebrate them no matter what their goals are, no matter what their level of commitment is. But at the same time, you've got to incorporate some way to push and challenge the best people on your team, the ones that have the most commitment, the ones that are saying, look, I need you to lead me. Tell me what to do. What do I have to do to get there? You've got to set those expectations. So this is what I love with Tammy incorporating this 551. Basically, here's what she was saying. It's a simple way for people on our team to remember. If you're serious and you're ready to run and you want this thing to go fast, here's what you do. 551. And I love like the numerology of that, the simple system, because that's easy to remember. And look, I may or may not hit that, but at least now I know what the benchmark is, that if I want to hit, you know, if I want to do this fast, the 551 is the way to go. And Tammy said, look, we've got a handful of people that are doing it. They're crushing it. They love it. But here's how we handle the rest. The, la the last point that I wanted to, to make is this. And this is, the this is a method that I want to share with you. This is so huge. This thing, I mean, I'm telling you, if you can incorporate what I'm about to teach you, your team will start crushing it. Is I encouraged her and, and I encourage all of our students, and this is something we work very closely with, with our students in this program, our advanced leadership students. I encouraged her to establish something that we teach inside of our program called a minimum baseline for activity. So the way I had recommend to Tammy present it is the same way I'll recommend you. You present it as there are two paths to building your business on our team. Those of you that want to go fast, if you're the most committed, it's called the 551. Here's what it is. Here's what you do. Real simple. But that's not for everyone. You might not have the time. You might not quite be at that point. You may want to go on your own pace and that's okay. For you, you can still be successful, even if you only have a little bit of time to put in. Even if you only have a little bit of effort, it's an important message. You've got to be communicating that. Here's what I recommend you do. I call it the minimum baseline method. The minimum baseline method is a game changer for you. When I understood this concept and I started doing this with the less committed people on my team, I couldn't believe how quickly I started to see some people change, how 
all of a sudden they started taking small incremental steps and they started becoming much more committed, much more serious, much more motivated when I gave them this direction. And here's how this works. The first step is this. You got to clarify for everyone on your team what the handful of actions are that they should be focusing on. Look, you've got to set positive boundaries around what they should and shouldn't be spending time doing. Look, these are what are often called the income-producing activities. Look, you'd be, I'm telling you, you'd be shocked if you knew how little time the average person on your team spends doing things like this. Prospecting, following up, presenting, sharing tools. Like they spend such a small amount of time doing these things. You know what they do? All the other stuff that just keeps them busy, the passive action stuff surfing social media, consuming training, getting ready to get ready because they're too scared to take action. And they do it and it's okay because you haven't given them the boundaries to say, listen, at the end of the week, you've got to look at what are you producing? How many of these things are you doing? Because if you're not successful and you're not tracking your activity, I promise you that's why. The minute you start instituting that as a foundational principle in your team, we track personal activity as little or as much as it is, get you know, get rooted in the reality of what you're doing. Don't blame others. You want to know why your business is successful? Because you're not working hard enough. You're not putting in enough effort. You've got to help hobbyists make that connection so they become accountable. So that's the first step. Define the handful of things. You know, what are the most important things? Make it simple. The handful of activities that you know, if my team just did more of this, I know we would be successful. Figure out what those are. Tell your team. Here's the second step. Once they're clear on what to do, you now have them choose a minimum level of activity that they can commit to. Now, here's the key, though, to making this work. It's got to be their number, not yours. I'm telling you, for the hobbyists, for the vast majority, like the, the, the 10 percenters, the most committed, they need you to, like, they'll do anything you tell them. They'll do. They'll jump off a cliff if you tell them to do that. Metaphor. You don't tell people to do that, but you get my point. They're just like, look, tell me what to do and I'll go do it because they're coachable. They're hungry. They got desire, but everybody else, they're not ready for that. Right. So here's what you got to do. You got to lead them somehow. You got to give them something. You, st- you can't just give up on them. You got to still put something into place that can push them. And that's what the minimum baseline method does is they give you a number. Basically, you say something like this. Look, you give me a number that you think you can commit to, that you feel good about, that you can be sure you can do each week. You tell me you can only talk to one person per week, then hey, you want to know what? Commit to that right now. Now, obviously, you want to challenge them a little bit. Like if you know somebody's got time and they're telling you they've got big goals and they say one a week, you say, come on, like let's be a little bit more aggressive. But but it's got to be a number that's not too high and that they absolutely, like 100% certainty, they say, Bob, I can do that. Like, there's no doubt in my mind, I can do that. Find a number that makes sense. It's their number, and then you hold them accountable for that. See, here's the mistake that most people make when it comes to accountability challenges or things like this, is they give people some ridiculously high level of activity, and, and the number's way too high. Like, you can't expect somebody that's prospecting five people a week to all of a sudden overnight prospect five or 10 people a day. 99% of people will never do that. Here's what will happen. They'll start 
The first day they may do it, the second day maybe, but then very quickly they're going to fail and they're going to get discouraged and they're going to give up. And this is the reason why most accountability challenges never work for the masses because they're not being realistic. They don't understand the concept of the minimum baseline. Look, it's like a gym. If the first time you're training, let's say you're going to a gym and you're working out with a new personal trainer. If the first time that you see that personal trainer, they're putting maximum weight on the bars and giving you dumbbells heavier than you ever lifted and putting you through a routine that you've never been, like if they're maxing you out, not only are you going to not be able to do it, you're going to leave feeling like like a failure and you're never going to go back again. And this is essentially what happens with most people. So the minimum baseline, here's the key thing to understand. It's designed to make this a pleasurable experience for them starting out. Look, they shouldn't be discouraged the first week of this process. They should be encouraged. So that means the number has to be something they can hit, whether you're measuring it on a daily or a weekly basis. If you don't hit my number that I give you, if I give you the 551 and you don't hit it, okay, that's one thing, right? I gave you the number. Maybe you overestimated what you could do. But if you don't hit your number that you told me with absolute certainty was the minimum that you could commit to, that's a whole different kind of conversation. Because I'm like, look, you told me you you would do it. So like, what happened? Right? You know, now, now here's the challenge. Somebody doesn't hit the minimum baseline. You don't want to make them feel too bad. You just want to say, look, you told me you would do it. Are you still committed? Get them refocused, recommitted to their goals, and then make sure they do it moving forward. But here's what you'll find. If they give you their number, if they know you're going to be holding them accountable and checking in with them, there's a very good chance they're going to hit it. And then what happens is this. Every time they hit the minimum baseline, which may be something very simple, it gives them confidence. It makes them feel good about themselves. They go to bed at night with a sense of accomplishment, not like I didn't do enough, like you wanna know what? I know I'm not pushing myself as much as I could, but I, I did what I said I was gonna do. And here's what this leads to, personal integrity. Personal integrity. Look, here's what you don't realize, how damaging it is to your own confidence and belief in yourself when you say you're going to do something and you set out to do it and you don't do it consistently and you keep letting yourself off the hook, it kills your personal integrity. When you say you're going to do something, even though it might be a very low bar to jump over and you do it, it strengthens your trust with yourself. See, the reason why most people aren't successful, they don't even trust themselves because they know they just keep lying to themselves over and over. Oh, I'll do it and I don't do it. And you let yourself off the hook. This is what the hobbyist does over and over and over again. So what happens is they hit this minimum baseline. Their confidence grows. They start feeling good. They start feeling progress. And guess what happens? The minimum baseline starts to go up. They start saying, hey, I'm going to go to the next level. But it's small, incremental steps. This is the way that you have to do this. So the message, the overall message needs to be this. You can win in our business with any level of time commitment. See, time is not a function of whether you can be successful. Now, yes, if you've got more time to put in, you can probably go faster, but you can win. This is the message I want you to give to your team. You can win in our business with any level of time commitment. You just have to be serious with the time that you put into your business and you've got to be consistent. And then all you do is you leave it up to the person. Which one of these two paths do you want to run on? You want to get there faster? That's what the 551 is for. Right. But at the same time, as a leader, don't get discouraged when you don't see any more than 10% of your team on that path because that's just the reality of where your business is. So have the system. This is your job. Create the system of accountability. See, accountability in our program, we teach 
our advanced students, there's four what we call freedom systems. And if you want to build a business that gives you total freedom, you must have all four. Prospecting, onboarding, retention, and accountability. What I'm talking to you about right now is part of the accountability system that we teach all our students. But you've got to have a system for accountability that anybody at any level can use in their business. And if you can do this and you can find a balance, you have, I'm telling you, you can't even imagine what this is going to do for your business, for your team, for people's level of excitement, their enthusiasm, their motivation. It's going to be like day and night. So that's the message for today. That's how you lead the less motivated people on your team. And hey, listen, if you are a advanced leader, if you are a leader, that has had a level of success in your business. Now, maybe you're new to the podcast and you don't know what that is. If you haven't taken our leadership assessment yet, we have a free leadership assessment, okay? Well, I'm gonna put the link to this in the show notes. All you have to do is go to yourvirtualupline.com forward slash getting started. Yourvirtualupline.com forward slash getting started. We've created a leadership assessment to tell you what kind of leader you are. We've actually categorized leaders based off of the growth phase of your business. And and the reason why I want you to take this, if you haven't taken it yet, is because I'm about to share an, an offer with you. And this is exclusive to our podcast listeners. If you've been listening to the last couple of episodes, as a special thank you, as a way to give back to all of you that have been supporting this show, I extended a free trial offer to our leadership certification program. It's the starting point for all of our students. It's called the Legacy Leadership Academy. But I know a lot of you are more advanced in your business. You've had a level of success. Maybe you feel like you're kind of like Tammy, that you've, you've built some success, but now you've hit a wall. You don't know how to go to that next level. We have a program called Next Level Leadership. It is my advanced leadership coaching program. So if you've ever wanted to get direct coaching, I don't do one-on-one coaching but I do tons of coaching inside of this program and we've got a ton of advanced network marketing leaders and this is the type of training we do there every single week. So if you'd like more direct access to me for questions and coaching and you're an advanced, more successful leader looking to take your business to the next level, Next Level Leadership is for you. If you've taken the quiz already, then you probably know which program we recommended. If you're a phase three leader or above, Next level leadership is definitely something to check out. But here's my special offer is I'd like to give you the ability. I know maybe many of you have been kind of considering it, kicking the tires. I'd like to give you the ability to actually join for free for 14 days. So we'll put this link in the show notes as well. All you have to do is go to nextlevelleadership.com forward slash free dash trial. Nextlevelleadership.com forward slash free dash trial. Now, this is a 14-day free trial offer, which is a big deal because this is a, you know, this program normally sells for $297 a month. Like, this is a really, like, intensive coaching program, okay? I used to charge people $3,000 a month for private coaching. I don't do it anymore. Now, for basically $297 a month, you can get the same level of content and support from me as a part of this program. So this just allows me to essentially work with more leaders in a scalable way. But you can try it for free for 14 days. You get in there, we're gonna take you through a series of trainings to kind of help diagnose where you are in your business. But this is the kind of stuff that we can help you with on a daily basis. So if you're interested, take me up on that offer, go check it out. We put it together just as a special thank you for all of you that listen to the podcast. But 
Either way, I hope you got some value out of today's episode. As always, I love and appreciate every single one of you for being a part of this community, a part of this mission that we are on inside of this profession to elevate the way that we lead people in our businesses. And uh, I will see you soon on the next episode. Take care. 